Carl. Oh. I can't hear your audio yet. Whoa. I can't hear I can't you. can't hear you. Nope. There we go. Nope. No? There. Now I can hear you. <laughs> All right. Looks like we're caught up. Thanks for tuning in, man. Yeah. Absolutely. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Slept good. I got a cup of coffee. So, feeling great. As did I. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Crazy idea. All right. So we start a business and a core thing to every company is content creation. Mm. So this is the first business meeting uh, and it's being recorded and that could be on our podcast, on our YouTube channel. And then eventually we'll just have an audience that participates and buys memberships and can participate in projects and helps earn money. I don't know. What do you think? Um, sounds like an interesting concept. Uh, right now might not be the best time to start a business. What? No, there's zero but, overhead. It's completely free. What's that? There's zero overhead. It's nothing but... Right. Yeah. But there's no cost associated with it. None. And that's not a big issue. Yeah. All right. Um... I guess what's the main goal of the business or enterprise? Just produce stuff and interact with people? Well, I was thinking uh, we'd have live meetings that people could pay memberships to be a part of and collaborate on ideas and do revenue generating projects and things like that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's very raw in the works. I was just thinking, what's the best way to go about doing something that's entirely virtual? And I, I learned from working with Uptown, like how vital content is to any company and how it's just a bitch to create. So I thought sure. if you can hit two birds with one stone and long-term, my vision for this is having a large enough audience where we can kind of leverage the power of the market for decision-making and problem solving, kind of just like a thousand heads are better than one type deal. And if we could, if we're talking about a topic and a thousand people are listening, they would have the answer to it. Yes, that's a good point. And then you could talk directly to your customer base based on the direction that you want to head. Yeah. But okay. yeah. Obviously, if you're up for it, I thought about uh, like who would potentially be uh, the best co-host slash partner for this. And yeah, uh, I tossed around the idea with like my friends from high school, but I had a feeling it would be more entertainment focused if I uh, went with them, which uh, not necessarily the direction I'd want to go. And uh, also I uh, thought about like the Uptown team and uh, I'm sure like we'd have them be collaborators, but I don't necessarily want to be marketing focused or social media focused either. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, then I thought of Carl. All right. And of course, yeah. I, I could totally just delete this and if, you, if you're not up for it, but I don't no, know. It definitely, I mean, it sounds like an interesting concept. And we've worked together in the past on, on a concept that at least we were trying to do something similar or mm -hmm. at least one of us was without ever 
following through <laughs> on the content part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, I mean, no, honestly, it sounds pretty interesting. I, I guess I'd like to do a rundown on maybe strategy, but I understand that, you know, if you look like at other people, a lot of people is like, all right, just put as much or have as much quantity or content out there. And then you'll be able to pick through a few gems that you can use um, for monetization in the future. Yeah. Um, so I have the, I set up, here's what I have so far. I set up a podcast and I set up uh, a Stripe account and I have access to uh, ClickFunnels Premium where I can just associate any domain and make a quick website to accept payments. So I could have a membership option made within like 24 hours where we could start accepting payments. So that's easy to do. And yeah, also set up a YouTube channel. I was thinking about the title conglomerate. I don't know. As the, as the name of the... Yeah, it's like an idea that like my friends from high school like have tossed around before, like just a bunch of entities working together. But uh, that's the tentative name on the podcast, but it's always open for discussion, of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> conglomerate's kind of funny. Um, I mean, that makes sense if there's a lot of businesses or different avenues under the same umbrella. Yeah. Um, which I guess that could that could be valid in this case mm -hmm. um, depending on where it ends up going. So no, I like that for now. Hi. Yeah. Remember, uh, do you remember when we were picking domain names uh, in Joe's class for the space? Oh yes. Yes. We had everyone vote on them and they just voted on the worst one. <laughs> and then we had to go and just get the right one anyway. and Forget about the vote. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Do you remember and, some of those other options? Um, we ended up with the space dot education, right? Yes. Uh, the other ones were there's silly stuff. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, something about oh yeah, uh, they wanted to have Iowa City, but I C as part of the donate domain oh yeah okay i see the space.com or the space ic.com like the space i see <laughs> they're just trying to get all philosophical for it like because i i have the vision for it. <laughs> i see it but i yeah. see yeah that's hilarious that might be the one i think one of those are the ones that actually got voted on and they were just like um maybe not nobody nobody will understand it yeah but. i think it i think it was come back to it i think it was the space i see <laughs> people are like oh yeah iowa city yeah this is gonna be what in the name it's like no people that's not what people want <laughs> yeah especially if you want to expand beyond iowa city dude i yes. university of iowa is becoming like one of the best entrepreneurial like hubs like really? i i think so like from what i hear like they're like pumping out competitions and uh funding left and right uh they i know i found connor and chris at uptown were a lot more involved in the entrepreneurial program and they said that if they qualified for any competition the university puts the bill to fly them out and 
uh, pay for like their stay to participate in the competition. So oh, they nice. Did that quite a bit. Yeah. I, I, I only found out about it during my last year at Iowa, but I would have gotten way more involved in stuff. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, even just with uh, business plan competitions or pitch competitions, I think if there's a little, little incentive involved, especially for students, like mm-hmm. that can draw in a lot of attention and bring out a lot of, um, a lot of good collaboration. Yeah. Because we could have gone with some sort of concept mm-hmm. and just ran with it. Even if we weren't serious about it becoming something in the future. Right. Yeah. Uh- so um, all I wrote down for the things I think we need to do today is like schedule the meeting times. And on those future meetings is like where we'd actually begin to find out structure and eventually how to do live meetings in the future uh, with like an audience and things like that. But the thing to remember right now and the thing that other people have told me about like starting any sort of brand or something is that you're gonna, it's going to suck at first and you just got to be okay with that. And sure. Everything from the video quality, the audio quality to the tangents to the uh, it's all going to suck. And nobody goes back and listens to like episode one of a podcast. They're going to hop in when we're at episode 80 and people have said, Oh, these guys are doing some interesting stuff. Uh, it's Yeah. So my idea is like people could tune in, listen to entrepreneurial discussions live where we're actually trying, like taking, looking at current opportunities that the market presents and trying to capitalize on that and just spark innovation. Like they can participate or they can just listen. They can poach our ideas. They can do whatever they want. Like, so that's, I don't know. I've seen working with Uptown the past year, like I've seen there's just a ton of opportunity out there, like in digital, everything from just selling digital products to e-commerce to online classes, online coaching. And those are just the no overhead, easy money makers we can start with right off the bat. Anything focused around community building or like pay money to be part of a group type deal. Yeah. but then later on, obviously, I want to do more interesting stuff. Like, uh, I'm sure you do as well. Like, yeah, kind of a get started yeah. avenue. Sure. Um, one thing that would be inadvisable is like, I don't know, starting like, is renting a large office space or something. <laughs> Revenue stream. No, that, I just signed a lease. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, man. All right. I'll I Uh, yeah no you definitely that's gonna be uh like one of the long-term effects of the whole shelter in place thing i think people will Mm. realize that they can that their entire department we continue to function awesomely while we all work remote why do we need all this overhead and i think it's not like everybody's just gonna go back to work after this is all over like the world's gonna I 100%. I think in my department I'm in, we've got over 150 people. Everyone's remote. Yeah. And there used to be kind of a, you know, work from home Fridays opportunity, but a lot of folks 
I noticed even before this, would go three, four days at home a week. And I, we used to have a team member who worked out of like Colorado and just called in for meetings and literally did the same job. So, yeah. I, I mean, I see that some sort of flexibility, even in a larger corporation. Um, as long as communication channels are, are good, um, yeah, you don't have to be in person to do the same kind of job. However, I do miss the aspect of if you're working on a project with someone, you can just kind of buzz them quick. Um, yeah. Or like or without setting up time on a calendar or, you know, filling up their inbox with a bunch of emails explaining things when like a quick five-minute chat could do the job. Um, but at the same time, it's like if someone has their Slack channel open or whatever and they're responsive to it, at least during working hours, then it's not as big of an issue. Cause you can, you can kind of substitute that for the, the in-person sidebars, which end up becoming like longer conversations anyway, <laughs> because people want to talk to someone. Um, yeah. That's true. There's definitely a balance there because I would not want to spend my entire life just in the apartment. I'd want to go to an occasional meeting just to get some human interaction. I don't know if I told you, but, uh, about three weeks before the shutdown, I, I'd, so I'd been working from home the past year, um, not seeing a ton of, like, not doing a ton of work in person. Like, I see people when I go out after work, but, like, work-wise, I never interact with any people throughout the week, really. Sure. Um, so I uh, took a part-time gig at, as a bartender. Oh, okay. Yeah, I always kind of wanted to. So I was just doing uh, two nights a week, and it was – uh a great opportunity to just actually meet people and like potentially find new clients for uptown and i could tell it was already moving that direction because like uh successful entrepreneurs like come to the bar and have a drink and talk shop and you know so yeah i was doing like 10 hours a week for like three weeks and then uh the entire company got laid off when uh they had to close because of oh shop. yeah sure yeah so huh so that was a good avenue for temporarily yeah. i ran that company into the ground <laughs> yeah pretty much it should be all right after this <laughs> the bad trend i'm seeing um <laughs> honestly though in terms of what you were just doing um once all this is over there will be a lot more openings i feel like at, at restaurants bars companies like that because I'm sure if once a lot of the workforce leaves, they might try and find different ways to earn a living. Oh yeah. Um, so not saying like, Oh, we're going to take these jobs away from the people that didn't have them. But I feel like if you're in that level of dependency on a service industry job and it can be disposable, I would think of some sort of longevity play to be like, okay, um, maybe this isn't as secure as I thought money's pretty good. Um, if you're good at your, if you're good at your job and, you know, you're at a popular place or restaurant, um, for example, my brother spent, I think he used to work like 20 hours a week in a restaurant, it's Orchard Green. Um, and that just got cut off. So he was able to supplement that with working, like testing people at the, um, the university hospital. So he's able to earn an income just fine. But a lot of people are like, that's my only job during school. So I'm not to take out bigger loans, things like that. Mm -hmm. 
So I feel like for you, yeah, you shouldn't have a problem getting that job back or something similar yeah. <laughs> once things settle down. It's all, it's definitely valuable and like important and humbling to just like kind of go into that position. I, I feel like, like uh, just like a regular, just not like not nine to five, but like I had the luxury of only doing it two nights a week. I wouldn't want to do it like every night of the week. Yeah. I'd stop really enjoying it at that point. But like, if I could just get like a taste of like just working, like one of my favorite jobs ever was this brutal moving company I worked for mm. where uh, we'd work like 10 to 13 hour days. And it just became like a workout like when I was able to shift my perspective and it was, it was horrible, but like, I, I don't know. It's like something rewarding about manual labor that like now yeah. after college, it's very rare that we get that anymore. Sure. Yeah. I mean, cause you're taught to just like, Hey, use your brain instead of your body because that's how you can generate more income. Yeah. But not necessarily the case. And you don't sometimes get that pride factor of like, you can visually see this huge improvement that you made or like, Hey, we just emptied out this house, moved it somewhere else and loaded up for a client as opposed to like, yeah, I developed this small feature on this app or yeah. did some backend configuration that people in the company might know about, but you don't get the same satisfaction of being like, Hey, yeah, I did this. Like you can, you can't really show people sometimes. Um, and honestly, just like physical labor, you just like, it's good for your body. I mean, we're designed for it, right? right. <laughs> like we're designed to do, like be moving around all the time. Yeah. But no one really does it. It's hard Unless to, it's by choice. Yeah. It's hard to just motivate myself at the gym. Uh, so I know I need something class wise, whether like I honestly do an occasional yoga class with Aaron and it's nice. like, so hard to bring myself to do that but like once I do I feel great I'm like why don't I do this all the time but what I know what I'm pretty sure is going to be the answer and I did it a few times before uh uh everybody went on lockdown was uh joining the jiu-jitsu gym because like because yeah. I want I miss like wrestling and I'm, I'm like but I don't want to like do MMA because I don't want to get punched in the face really <laughs> I just I just <laughs> need that you know i just don't need to get kicked in the head <laughs> probably but, not yeah um but yeah look i did uh, a few jujitsu classes and you feel great after it's the best workout it's like feel like young again after i'm like wow i forgot my body can do this and so i, I bought a gi and then i just like uh hadn't been that diligent about going and then this all happened and then it's like oh well I guess I can't do it for a while but like now I'm realizing like once this all settles down like that's something I want to incorporate into my weekly routine yeah dude no I'm I'm 100% with you I did a similar thing I think it was like a Thursday it was a Thursday I went in talked to a gym just kind of asked about same thing you just gym because I did the class in college where it was like the eight-week course twice a week and it was no gi grappling, but it was like, I don't know, it was pretty fun. I, I, I was having the same thoughts. Like, yeah, maybe I should get into something structured. Um, and then I went in and he said, all right, we do like a, a week free. Um, and then you can choose if you want to join this gym or not. So there's a, there's a couple of choices in Des Moines area. Uh, but he was very cool about it. And I said, all right, yeah, I'll come in on Monday and just try it out. And, you know, they had gis on hand so I could use that kind of stuff. And yeah, Monday they closed down. <laughs> so it was literally right as this was all happening. Oh, it was just right before this? Yeah. Oh, we're on the same page, man. <laughs> yep. So I didn't, 
didn't end up going to any classes and it was like, all right, let's, uh, let's not be around each other. And you're like sweating and grappling and in each other's face. But I had the same, I had the same inclination right before this all started. That's wild, man. Yeah. I yep. feel like we're on the same page analytically, like entrepreneurially and, uh, fitness minded and the aspect that we're both want to do something, but we're kind of lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely lazy. Yourself, get into it, we're going to be really good at it. Like, and re- really diligent. I feel like ha- holding each other accountable is going to be really important because I was kind of just going at it alone when I first sure. started. Sure you would have been too, and you would have probably ran into the same problems, like motivating yourself to continue going maybe. So I feel like if yeah. we kind of hold ourselves, each other accountable, that would help too. Once it's all. No, awesome. Yeah, I, I completely agree. What was else I was going to say? Oops. Um, I'm sure Yeah, we'll get into more details, uh, like, yeah, later meetings. But w- one thing I wanted this to look like is I want compl- – like, I kind of have the vision of it being, like, completely transparent, where everything – like, live balance sheets and income statements are visible on our website at any given time. Like, that could potentially – I don't know. I feel like with complete transparency and having an uh, audience base that's taking an active role in looking at the company, those, yeah. uh, those people would be able to provide value to us through advice or projects or work that we'd otherwise have to hire people to do. I know it wouldn't, it's not going to happen that smoothly, but like I see kind of something there. And I feel like if we're completely transparent, like it's, uh, I don't know. Cause we are being transparent when like talking about the business meet businesses right now, like potential like revenue streams, like we're going to live stream that and people will be able to see, okay, this is how they decided they're going to charge uh, $20 a month for this or something like that. Sure. That seem reasonable. Like is, do I feel like I'm being scammed? Are they actually trying to provide more value than what I'm spending? That type of stuff. So. Huh. I mean, definitely an interesting concept you know it's more something that even nonprofits don't necessarily advertise yeah. <laughs> you have to go find in look at some databases but no yeah i know you're spitballing um that would be that would be very interesting because i'm sure a lot of people are interested in the topic of kind of online content and providing something to end consumers and then you could show hey either if this worked out or if it didn't, how long it would take to actually have some sort of like sizable operating income. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good point. Shit. I'm, I've never thought of that. <laughs> it's kind of, that's interesting. I'm sure there's uh, legal problems associated with that. Like you probably open yourself up to a ton of liability with, yeah. but I think if we were to do that, one of our first investments would have to be like a sound legal team to like, I don't know, make sure every box is checked because that's the problem with complete transparency. We don't know if we accidentally say something that like might be misconstrued or might violate some policy or something like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and if numbers are wrong, then yeah. <laughs> or gonna, slightly yeah. inflated, you're gonna, it'd be analyzed in every aspect. 
and like I have no excuse. I was a CPA. <laughs> like they're gonna be like, oh, you should know better. When yeah. we like, in that depth in like a year, so like I'm not like on the top of my game accounting wise. Um, yeah. The past year I've really like kind of migrated into operations focus. I know you're like data analytics more like at a, like much more in the weeds level, but like I kind of like the CRM and workflow level. So okay. what I mean, so I feel like, yeah, I can kind of have an idea and draw it out in a workflow and kind of use the tools, whether it's like Zapier, HubSpot, uh, like click funnels, whatever, to kind of try to put my idea together. And then when it becomes the really complicated stuff or how to extract data in the right way, like I feel like you will be an awesome supplement there. But yeah. Uh, no, that's definitely something I'm interested in and skill set wise. Um, man, I know we've had this conversation a million times, and this is how your, I feel like your, departure from Deloitte was feel by this but yeah like the lack of creativity or inspiration from working for a large corporation um and I'm sure there's exceptions out there but like man it's yeah it, it's tough to go into work and be like all right I don't feel yeah like a lot of people care this much about what I'm doing and on the other on the other hand like I'm grateful for a job I was able to pay off all my debt I was doing great things for that. So there are some positives, but in terms of like longevity, I see a lot of people kind of get stuck there and they just, all right, yeah, I'll just keep going for a higher salary. It doesn't really matter what I'm doing day to day. And that could come, that could inadvertently produce some of the like either, I'm not sure what I'm trying to say, like poor results or lack of, innovation within a company because it's kind of like a safety net for a lot of folks yeah a certain a ton of people when they just get into that routine can just start going through the motions um yeah yeah i i wouldn't trade my experience at deloitte for anything like i oh yeah uh seeing how such a well-oiled machine operates it's it's so important to like my entire perspective now but like yeah, I saw the next 20 years, 20, 30 years of my life if I was to stay at Deloitte. And it was an interesting, challenging path. But I, the fact that I could see it, like I spend X amount of time as senior, X amount of time as manager, then I uh, try to become a partner or director. And yeah, there's some pivots where I could go into consulting or advisory and maybe find a niche that I'm really interested in. And it's really cool to... Uh, know something so well and feel smart all the time uh in that specific area so it's like really appealing and but just i couldn't do something where i knew exactly like not exactly but like to a relative certainty like what that path looks like i need to be able to kind of have some i don't know what i'm saying just not know exactly where the path leads (laughs) yeah yeah no that's good yeah, and I definitely, if I remember one of our good conversations, especially it might have been like right after you left or something, you said, honestly, there's so much value in learning how to be punctual, how to communicate with email effectively, how to work in groups of like diverse people um, from with lots of different experience, how to make your voice heard, 
if it's important, even though like maybe your status isn't so important. So like, those are, those are some things that a large corporation can provide. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think I, I learned, I've learned that too in my time. Um, oh, yeah, principal's great at that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And there's opportunity where you can meet a lot of different people and there, there's a weird, I don't know what it is, but like when you're coworkers, you're like kind of in this weird, like, Oh, I almost owe them something because we work for the same company. Mm. You're on the same team, right? Yeah. Exactly. So you're able to get, you're able to like start, you're able to start conversations much easier than if, hi, I'm so-and-so from a random company that you've never heard of. Let's talk. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's not worth my time. Um, but yeah, so I think it's, I think it's great in that respect. Um, but yeah, long-term I can, I can see where I also would be. And yeah, not, not the most exciting thing out there. <laughs> But hey, uh, you'll never learn more probably than these like two, three, maybe four years out of college when you're just like in the work grind mode for that company or something along those lines. But yeah, and then take all that and then apply it to something you are super interested in. Uh, There's a lot of cool jobs and cool companies out there. Like it's so tempting. Like anytime... Uh, like business isn't going awesome. Like, uh, when like we don't have as many clients and we're not making as much money as we hope to, or it's or when there's a customer service nightmare and it's just like I have to like be on these annoying phone calls for the next few hours. Like, it's really tempting to think like of just take like going back into like some sort. Like, I wouldn't go back into like a a big accounting firm, um, but just like a, find a company that I think is doing something really cool and just start talking to like, the owner or the, some of the ex- executives or higher ups there and just like see about positions and just like start having those conversations and like see where there'd be a good fit. Like it's tempting and like, it's comfortable to like have that security, but I knew, I know always and eventually I'd probably want to like come back to this. So I feel like if I, like stop entrepreneurship it would just be taking a pause and i need to just keep going if i'm yeah. ever if i'm ever gonna have like a real chance at making something i don't know yeah because that could set you back too yeah the, you could have learned in those years whether it be you know, in a different company but it you're still not doing entrepreneurship mm-hmm. unless you're doing that day like putting that work day in and then extending your free time pretty much into the business or some sort of different enterprise. Um, mm. It's a good point. My, uh, tempting to kind of throw away the riskiness for something stable. And I mean, you'd still be learning a lot and having an impact somewhere. If it's something you enjoyed or a good company. But yeah, as you said, if you're missing out on the, on getting in the nitty gritty of the successes, failures that you're going to see, you know, probably weekly, if not, daily um you're losing some of that that knowledge that experience that you'd miss out on yeah and uh yeah it's cool that right now like we could do this company while still working at other companies like and just yeah maybe a couple like calls like this every week we'll just see what happens out of it sure 
Do you, do you want to uh, figure out call schedule? Yeah, let's do it. Right. Uh, I don't have my work schedule in front of me, but I know like Tuesdays and Fridays usually wide open. Are you uh, – so let's just – we could probably, once you have to – who knows how long this will go on for, but like once we're working yeah. from – while we're working from home, we could plug it into the work days and then – when if you're at the office we could do it uh in the evenings or something like that around the weekends sure yeah i'd be down to like just do it early one like a couple days a week or afternoon time i don't know all right yeah i'm i'm cool with that so what what days did you say uh tuesday friday tuesday friday yep that sounds great to me so Um, let's see what, we have a meeting on Friday. What time are you thinking? Um, really? could you do early afternoon? Yeah. Well, I could do the thing is Friday. I have a meeting at like 10 a.m. would probably be the ideal time on both days for me, but like 10 or 11. But Friday, I have a uh, check, like a call with the, like we call it a scrum every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Yeah. And then also this Friday, I have an 11 a.m. meeting with a client. All right. So good, probably, um, which is good for you. Uh, yeah, I could do, I could do earlier. Let's, I usually get most of my stuff done in the morning though. And now I'll get hit up with side projects in the afternoon. So that's usually when it's like, oh, my focus. keep it in your schedule, like where you feel like it would be best. Like, so it wouldn't be any stress or distraction. So you'd already knocked away. So like, were you saying early afternoon when, is that like 11 a.m. for you? What do you mean by that? Early afternoon would be like 1, 2. Oh. But I can do 11. Yeah, that's late morning. You're right. That was stupid. Afternoon means afternoon. That's, yeah. <laughs> shit. Cut that. <laughs> Cut the clip. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. Man, I have uh, a couple calls. So I think I'm being um, – I need to, I think the first week I might be like a half hour off, um, but because I have some meetings already set, but like going forward, you're saying 1 p.m.? Yeah. Okay. So next week, I think I'm going to have to do like uh, 2 p.m. on Tuesday and yeah, 1 p.m. works on Friday, but then going forward, we can do 1 p.m. on both days. Okay. All right. So I'll send out calendar invites and all that jazz. Awesome, man. Yeah. And uh, can't wait to start having some guests on. I, I, I'm excited for what Joe has to say. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks well, for setting this up and I uh, look forward to chatting soon. Fun. Yeah. Figure we have such great phone calls. We might as well record it, put it on. Exactly. Here.
<laughs> yeah, that's gonna be great. <laughs> Still, this is like it's so out of my comfort zone. <laughs> a podcast, but the the comforting thing is that like no one's gonna listen to this for a while. <laughs> yeah, long, long time. But all right. anyway, all right, man. I'll talk soon. Yeah, we'll see ya. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for everything, man. Talk to you later. Bye.